It's the Kim Munson Show, analyzing the most important story. Socialization of transportation, education, energy, housing, and water. What it means is, is that government controls it through rules and regulations. The latest in politics and world affairs. Under this guise of bipartisanship and nonpartisanship, it's actually tapped down the truth. Today's current opinions and ideas. On an equal field in the battle of ideas, mistruths or misconceptions, and it is getting us into a world of hurt. Is it freedom or is it force? Let's have a conversation. Indeed. Let's have a conversation and welcome to the Kim Munson Show. I am Kim Munson. Thank you so much for joining us. You each have purpose. Today, strive for excellence. Take care of your heart, your soul, your mind, and your body. You were made for this moment. And uh, thank you to this team that I get to work with. That's producer Steve, Zach, Patty, Keith, Charlie, Jen, all the people here at Crawford Broadcasting. Uh, truly a blessing to get to do that. Happy day after Sunday, day before Tuesday, producer Steve. You know, <laughs> I had my in, uh, ears pinned back all weekend with a cold, which you can hear. And... I haven't really been following what's going on. So you step into a Monday and you kind of really have a hard time getting uh, you know, from a standing stop. But there's a couple stories here. You're that, excited. Yeah, that's kind of bringing new life to me. <laughs> it's also a Brad Beck Monday. Good, good morning. <laughs> Brad Beck, great to have you in studio. Thanks, Kim. It's always great to be here. And uh, happy Chinese New Year to our Chinese oh, friends. Oh, that's right. And it is the year of the tiger, it right? It is. And I live up in Erie, so it's perfect. We're, we have, we're the Erie Tigers. <laughs> are you there. the Erie Tigers? We are. Okay. We are. So, so I think, I, I won't try to butcher it, but I think it's Gung Hei Pat Choi. Which is Happy New Year's in uh, in Chinese. Well, that's a great effort. Yeah. Good well, for you. Well, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what uh, Helen Raleigh says. What she has to say about that, for sure. So, it's great to have you here. And the, the piece that you've you've written, your let's see, I think it's your hand will always fit a broom, isn't that? That's the quote that my dad said to me. And uh, I can't wait to talk about this in the third and fourth segment, because as I was reading your story, it's kind of my story too. And so I'm uh, excited about that. Uh, we already have that piece up on the website and we rolled it out in the newsletter yesterday i don't know if you saw the graphic that uh, Zach full, don't you love I that i love it i love it actually i shared it out on my social so okay yeah so trying to get it out there to people that uh sometimes as one of my mentors says jeffrey Gittimer, that uh, there are blessings everywhere and sometimes they look like work <laughs> and uh yeah uh, yes i think jefferson let's see um I think Thomas Edison said that luck, or something looks like, uh, it may look like luck, but it actually is in overalls or something like that. Yeah. Just, uh, and it's been so, we'll talk about it when we get to the third and fourth <laughs> segment. You got me going already here. So be sure and check out the website. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. And you will see our op-eds there. Also, Rick Turnquest has one uh, that we rolled out last week, or th- we rolled out this weekend, but he was on on Friday. And that is... Um, one year in America in decline, and a very thoughtful piece as well. So love these op-eds. They're just great. Uh, sign up th- for the weekly email newsletter. You'll get first look at everything that's going on. You can email me at Kim at com as well. And thank you to all of you who contribute to support us because we are an independent voice. We're searching for truth and clarity by looking at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. And, Brad, socialism ultimately comes down to force. It does. And I believe that people are the better uh, uh, 
the people themselves are better at making decisions than a bureaucracy or a government. And it's so uh, clear to me, especially in today's times, of all the things that are happening. And people make good decisions in their own self-interest, as opposed to somebody sitting in an office saying, you should. Well, yeah, and boy, I tell you, we look at these headlines, and the veil is coming off. You and I have, for many years, been concerned about the administrative state, uh, the overreach of PBIs, those politicians, bureaucrats, and interested parties. We're in a, a, a messy time right now. Freedom is not easy, but... It's an exciting time, Brad. Well, a friend of ours, D.K. Williams, used to say, uh, freedom is dangerous, live dangerously. And I love that idea of take your own future in your own hands and live your life to its fullest. Be fair. Be a person of good heart. Make good decisions. Make good choices. And live your life. Live your life. I mean, we've done that for as a country for 150 years, 200 years. And then all of a sudden we have this administrative state that wants to overreach and tell Mm -hmm. us how to do everything, a label on everything. And the veil is off on that. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to talk about the truckers. Yes. Okay. (laughs) So let's get, Steve, do you want to say something before I get into the quote of the day? And then we'll get into the... You go right ahead. Okay. Quote of the day. Because of your op-ed, I thought this was so appropriate. And our fellow Toastmaster, Lisa Carnahan, is the one that brought this quote to to our attention. It's by Martin Luther King Jr. And it says, if a man is called to be a street sweeper, he should sweep streets even as Michelangelo painted, or Beethoven composed music, or Shakespeare wrote poetry. He should sweep streets so well that all the hosts of heaven and earth pause to say, here lives a great sweeper who did his job well. Exactly. And what's amazing to me is how they're trying to sideline MLK from the critical race folks uh, because he he really talked about the things that are universal. And so much of what's happening today in the social justice movement seems to be, well, yeah, but he he wasn't the right kind of person we need to listen to. Oh, they're saying that now? Oh, yeah, I've heard that over and over again. And what's amazing to me is... He did some amazing things that they don't want to acknowledge. And when I say they, it's the usual subs- suspects uh-huh. that, you know, will say, well, but he, he, he sold out. And when you hear that, you go, really? Interesting. Where are you getting your information from? <clears throat> well, we're going to be talking with Kane in the second segment. And he has, he has made it his mission to really help parents fight this critical race theory curriculum. And my friends, today you have homework. I need to do my homework on that as well. Tomorrow, comments are due regarding the new social studies revisions uh, here in Colorado. And so I thought it'd be good to chat with him about that. Before we do that, though, I know we're all on the edge of our seats with a couple of these headlines. Let's quickly talk about the bill of the day. And that is uh, Senate Bill 22038. Sponsors are Senator Jerry Sonnenberg and Representative Hugh McKean. They're both Republicans. And this it makes sense. It says concerning allowing hospitals to include the health care affordability and sustainable fee sustainability fee in hospital billing statements. And it says current law prohibits a hospital from including the health care affordability and sustainable sustainability fee as a separate line item in its billing statements. 
This bill allows a hospital to include the total amount of the health care fee as a separate line item in its billing statements to increase transparency for patients. Well, it makes sense. But this thing is messy all the way around. First of all, it's a fee which was put in place. And so, and I think that was maybe back in 2007. I mean, it was a long time ago. But it was this big pot of money then that they it didn't even have it on your hospital bill. But yet the insurance companies would uh, pay, have to pay that. Uh, but, uh, and the reason they put it on was a way to get more federal money. And so it was messy there. Then I think it was back in 2017, there was this grand deal done with the hospital provider fee. That's when I was just starting to pay attention. And I'd gone down to the state house to testify against what they were doing with that. And a Republican, Brad, you're going to have to help me on this as I I was thinking about this. A Republican uh, could have killed it in committee, the way the votes were, but he didn't. So it got out of committee where it then was passed, but yet when it then got on the floor, that same Republican that voted to get it out voted against it on the floor so that he could say he voted against it. And that was my first aha about what some of this stuff is. And when when our guys, I'm just going to say, when our guys don't hold a principle – Calling, it, I, I, I'm not saying the name of the person, I, but I want to say, I want to stay more focused on what actually happened. Help me out with that. Well, the actions of so many of our legislators are put out there uh, as theater, I think, because they have to do certain things because leadership says we're going to do this, this, and this. But oftentimes, what happens is then the legislators from the other side start clamming on their demands. And next thing you know, you have a Frankenstein. Anytime I hear something about sustainability plus fee, I'm curious. Mm-hmm. I want to know more. I really want to dig into the issue. And so there's a lot of things that happen. I remember when a friend of mine who you know as well was down in the legislature and he was on the right side. And all of a sudden when somebody would say, leadership would say, we're going to vote this way. And Oh, by the way, you can vote your way because he was a man of principle and he always voted what was right as opposed to what the group or our side, as we Mm -hmm, call it, mm -hmm. would do. And I think that's commendable, but it's rare, very rare for people to stand up. There's so many consequences. There are. However, I think I think something is occurring because people are paying attention. So I think that I, I appreciate this. But I do think it's theater yeah. because of what I saw back in 2017. So uh, I think it's, um, again, it's a step in the right direction. But, uh, again, theater, mm, okay. Uh, let's jump into, I know, Steve, you wanted to talk about these headlines and a couple of things here. ABC News um, reports there was a poll that the majority of Americans want Biden to consider all possible nominees for the Supreme Court vacancy instead of, as Biden said, that he was going to uh, choose a, a black woman. And I think uh, I think it was a pretty significant amount, like well over 70 percent of Americans want the Supreme Court justice chosen on merit, Steve. They do. And I put on social media over the weekend that his his claim, his statement of putting a black woman on the Supreme Court, it's our favorite phrase, vote buying. 
you know, it triggered a lot of people. It's like, oh my, this is this is the guy we want. It's especially in light of three uh, justices that were appointed by Trump. So yeah, I, I, that was skewed, and I am number one. I'm amazed that ABC even took such a poll. I'm amazed that they even announced the results. That they reported. I mean, it. this is ABC, really? Yeah. So. Um, uh, fascinating. So let's just see where this goes. Well, and when you talk about vote biting, which is, is exactly what I think they're looking for, I think they are surprised because this a, ABC poll said 70% of Americans want Biden to consider all possible nominees. So, Brad Beck, I bet uh, Biden's going to be walking this back. What do you oh, think? I, I do, too. And I think that you should judge a person by the content of their character. How what Martin Luther King Jr. of you. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing to me that we're still having to do this. You, we need so many of this color and that color and this race and that race. Stop. Why not pick the best person, period? The person who can have the intelligence to have an, a cogent discussion and then come to the best choice and work with their fellow uh, Supreme Court justices. I think it's important that people stop looking for a box to, to right. check off. Right. Brad Beck, just one other thing. Uh, when he said he was going to choose a black woman, uh, but yet uh, the left is changing the definition of woman, I thought that doesn't really match up either. <laughs> <laughs> somebody could identify, right? And then we have a whole other kettle of Exactly. Fish. What if somebody identified as a black woman? Right. Uh, boy, that would be a pickle for for Biden, wouldn't it? Well, you know, with the whole pronoun things, I mean, even even some social media is saying, put your pronouns here. It's like, well, I'm slave to no one, master of my own <laughs> self. That's my pronoun. It, it's crazy, Bill. Yeah. And we never, the founders never would have dreamed that we would be in this particular situation. The other thing that I have found just really interesting is the Canadian truckers that uh, they arrived in Ottawa on Saturday to protest the vaccine mandates that Trudeau had put in place. And Trudeau, tyrant, he's a tyrant. But I'm realizing that tyrants are cowards because he now went into hiding. Steve, you wanted to say something about that? Well, you kind of you know turned me on to this one. I, I knew it was happening, but I didn't, you know, the details. And I saw that he went into hiding. But again, there's sometimes I just don't really engage i look at a map now a world map of north america the united states and canada doing some very cool things right now where the people are speaking yes and it's taken a while uh, the meme of about uh, the most difficult about uh, the most difficult thing about two weeks to flatten the curve is the first two years <laughs> <laughs> well uh, you know when i first heard about the canadian truckers i kept on thinking that sticker I had when I was growing up in probably junior high of the, we called him the doodah man with the big foot out front said, keep on trucking. And when I saw the Canadian flags come out and I saw the Canadians who usually are pretty reserved, Mm -hmm. at least in my experience in business. And then all of a sudden there's this pride, which I absolutely love to see that Canadian flag fly, just as I love to see when Americans are out there protesting and hoisting the flag up. Because it means something, Mm -hmm. and we're not going to be dictated to by bureaucrats Mm -hmm. who say, you must take this jab. Mm -hmm. And to me, it's it's still an experimental drug, Mm -hmm. and they're still trying to push it. And does it really work on today's uh, virus, Mm -hmm. as I call it, the CCP virus? To me, that's where it originated. And yet we have people being pushed off of media because they're saying things that, let's have a discussion about Mm -hmm. it. 
What are they afraid of? This whole Joe Rogan Spotify thing. Joni Mitchell now says that she wants her music taken off. And then I'm starting to, and, and I'm not a real, I haven't followed music like you have. I mean, you've been in the oh, entertainment. Oh, I love it. Yeah. But uh, some of these people, I mean, I'm kind of looking at them as has-beens. And, uh, and then Meghan Markle and um, Prince... Uh, Harry, I guess they, you know, they they're putting their two cents in. I find this pretty hysterical to yeah. see uh, see these people show their true colors. Joni Mitchell and Neil Young. That we want to censor things. We want to censor somebody's voice. In, That's the bottom line. In the case of Joni Mitchell, it's not just her opinion; it's her stupidity. Do you see what happened to Neil Young? And same thing's going to happen to her. Well, Spotify paid uh, Joe Rogan $100 million to be on Spotify. Yeah. I'd be kind of surprised if they kick him off, Brad. Well, so I don't have a problem with any of these artists speaking their mind. But the whole uh, 60s revolution was about freedom. And now they're wanting to use force against somebody else because they don't like what he's saying. That doesn't make sense. It doesn't. And so I question where is this coming from, from these folks who were all about, you know, yeah. free love, free yeah. everything. And the only thing they're not really following through on is free dumb. Uh-huh. You know? Exactly. Well said. Well said. <laughs> Anything else in this? Because I can't wait to talk to Kane in this next segment. I think we pretty well covered everything here. Before we do that, though... Uh, do want to give a shout out to Hooters Restaurants. They're great sponsors, been great sponsors of the shows for many, many years. Our America's Veterans Story Show yesterday featured Pete Gunderson, Vietnam veteran, 101st Airborne. And uh, they're great sponsors of both the shows. They have five locations. That is Loveland, Westminster, Aurora, Lone Tree, and Colorado Springs. And great specials. My favorite, they're still keeping the line, even though there's inflation on a lot of things. They still have their great $8, $9, and $10 specials at Hooters Restaurants. So be sure and get together with friends. That's Monday through Friday, 11 to 2. We're going to go to break. Brad Beck is in studio. And I can't wait to talk with Kane about these social studies Uh, revisions that they're talking about here in Colorado. We will be right back. With the federal government printing money, it looks like inflation is on the horizon. That is why you should lock in a low rate now on your mortgage. Lauren Levy with Polygon Financial Group is here to help. Lauren works with a variety of lenders to assist you in finding the mortgage that is just right for you. Locking in a low rate now will save you thousands of dollars over the life of your loan. Don't procrastinate. Don't wait any longer. Call Lauren today at 303-880-8881. That's 303-880-8881. All of Kim's sponsors are an inclusive partnership with Kim and are not affiliated with or in partnership with KLZ or Crawford Broadcasting. If you would like to support the work of the Kim Munson Show and grow your business, contact Kim at her website, KimMunson.com. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. Welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I am Kim Munson. Be sure and check out our website. That is Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Sign up for our weekly newsletter there. And you can email me at Kim at Kim Munson dot com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. Uh, we are an independent voice. We search for truth and clarity as we look at these issues through the lens of freedom versus force, force versus freedom. 
Brad Beck, a good friend of mine, uh, one of the co-founders of Liberty Toastmasters, is in studio. It's great to have you here. Thank you, Kim. And I want to commend you and Marshall Dawson for a great job you did over the weekend at the Senate debate up in Longmont. You guys were fabulous, and the candidates were great, and it was a wonderful event. Thanks to the Longmont Republican women, the Boulder Republican women, and the Boulder GOP. It was a great event, and I it was sold out. And then you said there was probably 400 people online as That's well, what huh? They're, they're saying, yeah. So we had quite a few people. And uh, for the most part, there was a accurate report from the local newspaper, except they were worried about the masks that weren't being worn. But that was their problem. That, yes, definitely. <laughs> you know, Brad, before we get to Kane, because we, we've got a little flexibility here on time, you're a co-founder of Liberty Toastmasters. And as you know, Liberty Toastmasters has been a real gift to me. Because I crashed and burned one time <laughs> when I, in front of like a thousand people, and I lost my confidence. And Liberty Toastmasters has been instrumental in helping me regain confidence. And uh, th- uh, so I thank you for that. And what was great about it is Marshall is a member of Liberty Toastmasters North. I'm a, li- and you and I, well, you're both, right? Liberty Toastmasters Denver. But the three of us, you were the timer, Marshall and I, uh, and the, the the Liberty Toastmasters gave us the confidence to be able to, to do that. I thought it was a, a very well-run event, and I was just really honored to be part of it. Well, you did a great job, and, and it, the whole evening was just very, very well put together. Uh, Tara Menza and her team did a wonderful oh job, and uh, we had classical music playing and by her son, who was playing the violin. Oh, and it was awesome. It was just a great, very uplifting evening. All the candidates were... Uh, giving really tough questions, I thought, and they answered it as they should from their heart and from reason as opposed to, you know, trying to get the right sound bite. So mm-hmm. I was I was impressed with all the candidates. Uh, we will have somebody who will be up against uh, the current senator and do an incredible job, and I'm confident of that. I, I agree. And one other thing, preparation is so important. And Marshall and I said, yes, we'd be happy to be moderators. Then he and I went to work on the questions, and it took us six hours to get the questions done. And, and good interviewing, good debate mm-hmm. is shown by that mm-hmm. because you guys really were concerned about how do you approach certain issues in a way that get elicits answers mm-hmm. that people are just not going to say yes or no. And so it's a communication skill that I commend you on for you know, coming up to the level of where you needed to be for that event. Yeah, so anyway, congratulations to Tara Menza yeah. and everybody up in Boulder County. Uh, want to get over here to Kane. I, I met him at a great event up in, uh, in Loveland, uh, Perspectives 101. Uh, Yvonne and uh, Solomon do a great job with that. Kane, welcome to the show. Morning, Kim. Great to have you. And uh, you are the founder of Task Force Freedom. And tell our listeners, you've been on before, but tell our listeners what Task Force Freedom is exactly. So basically, um, Task Force Freedom was formed out of the need to have help and assistance for parents um, who are facing this racist, critical race agenda that's being taught here in Colorado, actually, but it's primary, our chapter is out of Wells County as well as uh, Larimer County, and we are hands-on. We're able to help parents um, if they want to get their kids uh, out of school, if they want to do homeschooling. We also do small seminars to actually teach parents and the kids um, the history of this great nation, and because the communist Democrats use blacks 
as a tool, we, we have to teach everyone the true plight of the American black. And it has nothing to do with white people of today, and it has everything to do with socialism of the 60s. Um, we also teach that white people are not the enemy, white people are not the demons, and black people are not oppressed by white people. And um, it, it's a huge task to get white people to understand that they are under attack. They're under attack by media, by um, uh, our own government who are, who are tasked with protecting us. They're under attack by Hollywood. And they're using, these communist dams are using black people as a tool to harm the, um, the uh, Caucasian American. And, and so if we lose, if we lose the battle to protect white people, our country is over. And then what do you do with the tool that you use to harm white people. Well, an old tool, you push it aside and you buy another one. And so um, our task is to defeat this critical race theory that they're taking babies, they're taking children and telling them and showing them how to hate our country, how to view every single thing through the prism of race. And um, we're at Ask Force Freedom, we're on Facebook, um, you can also reach us on our email at taskforcefreedom at AOL. That's taskforcefreedom at AOL. Now, Kane, yeah. you just tell us a little bit about where you grew up. So I, I grew up in Southern California. I have a background in the military, also in law enforcement. And for the past, say, 20 years, uh, I've been a restaurateur. I've owned several restaurants, very successful restaurants. And um, my last restaurant was in Sacramento, uh, California. And then we moved out here. My new wife and I moved out here about three years ago, um, thinking we're, we're escaping uh, the tyranny of California. And we get over here and we're kind of shocked and amazed at what we see. And frankly, I, I got tired of yelling at the television <laughs> and thought, okay, well, somebody's got to do something. In fact, Everyone should do something. In fact, my wife got tired of me yelling at the television. <laughs> and so involved with the, uh, with the uh, Republican Party, and then that's when I started uh, Task Force Freedom. Okay. And, Kane, uh, uh, um, you are black. I, I think it's important that people I, understand that you see this, this thing is so dangerous, and you are a, an American black man who has stepped up to fight, the, fight this critical race theory. Yes, ma'am. I, I like to uh, call myself a Negro. I'm a proud American Negro. We've allowed a bunch of unseen clowns to demonize the name and the word Negro. Negro is okay for Martin Luther King. It was okay for Frederick, Frederick Douglass. And we've been Negroes since we came over on those cruise ships about 400 years ago. And we've allowed a, a, a bunch of communists to... Con- to control the the, uh, the wording, the phrases that we use. And so um, I see right and wrong. If you go back and you look at videos and, and, and uh, uh, the footage of Martin Luther King marching, there were black, brown, and white people fighting for the freedom of blacks, defending blacks against the communist Democrats who didn't want to give us the right to, to vote, who didn't want to give us the right to 
ride in a, the front seat of a bus. See, it all, it all got flipped around. We, we as blacks have allowed these people to, to bamboozle us and think that the Democratic Party was for the blacks. They were never for blacks. In fact, if you look at our community today, they're not for blacks today. We're a, we are a tool. We are a tool that's used by powerful white people and powerful black people to get to uh, get their agenda and maintain their power. Well, and I'm sick of them. You know, and that's care about Well, and that's the thing. It's all about power. Kane, I, I wanted to get your your take on the social studies revisions, and the comments are due tomorrow. And um, what what's your quick thoughts on that, Kane? So, to me, this is just it's just another front on attacking our country. Um, the curriculum basically says we're really not going to teach history. We're not going to teach you about the, our founding fathers. We're not going to teach you about the greatness of this country, about what we were and what we became. There's, um, from, from reading this, I actually read an article on this, and they don't want to teach about Martin Luther King. Well, that's what Brad Beck said in the first segment. I did not realize that there was this kind of dissing of Martin Luther King Jr. now. I can't believe it. And, and so I, I was thinking about this since last week, and, and they almost have to demonize Martin Luther King. They almost have to go and say he was not a great man because what he, what he fought for and died for is completely goes against their agenda. Their agenda is don't judge a man by the content of his character. You have to judge him by the color of his skin. It goes completely... I wouldn't be surprised that in the near future, the FBI discloses some top-secret information about Martin Luther King and um, some of the maybe negative activity that he took place, that took place with him. Oh, I wouldn't I... be surprised. They have to destroy his character because it goes against. But, but so my question would be, where are our legislators? Why Why are you okay with this process? Like, this shouldn't even be something that's discussed. So wherever our legislators saying, where are the woke ones that are so concerned about black people? Where are they saying, oh, this is crazy. We can't We can't do this. No, where, where's Jesse Jackson, Al Sharpton, Barry Obama? Where's the black caucus? Well, and Kane, don't you think, that, so the work that you're doing, and then we talked about this ABC poll, that just came out, and as producer Steve said, A, it's interesting they did the poll. B, it, it, the poll says 70, 76% of Americans want Biden to choose the next Supreme Court justice on merit, not as a black woman. Uh, so this whole narrative with with all of us starting to talk about this, I think that it's falling apart. People are grabbing onto the American idea. But Tara Menza Brad Beck the, at the event the other night when she said, when she looked at everybody and she said, who is going to save us? And then she looked at the audience and she said, it's you. you. That was powerful. And Kane, I know that you realize that and that's why you're doing the, the work you're doing. What's your final thought you'd like to leave with our listeners today? So I know that people are frustrated with our voting system. I know they're discouraged. I know they feel like things were stolen from us. But the honest to get this truth is these people have been cheating for decades and decades. They just had to cheat so bad that it was up front and in our face. 
I would encourage people, you need to vote. Not only do you need to vote, you need to go to every single one of your neighbors within like a square block and start telling people you have to vote. You have to vote for people who love and will defend our country. See, the other part of this is if the United States goes down, we are the lion. We are the protectors of Mm. the world. If you can take down the U.S., the whole world is done. They control everything. So I would say vote. Start telling your friends and neighbors. You have to vote. Tell them to tell. Ken, you have to vote. And get these people out and vote the folks who love and respect our Constitution and our country. We, we don't want to believe that we have communists running our country in powerful position. And I'm not talking about color. I'm talking about communists because they're black, white, brown, orange. I'm talking about communists. And if we don't stop them, if you and I, we the people don't stop them, they will never stop. Kane, well, I thank you for stepping up to the plate, and thank you for your comments on this. And uh, one of the, the things to do is, is, and I need to do this today as well, go in and make your comments regarding the social studies revisions. Kane, thank you so much with Task Force Freedom. All right, Jim. Thank you. Okay. And a great way to get to this is go to freebolder.org. And then if you click on Issues, uh, uh, Kathy Russell has written an excellent piece, and it has the link in there where you can make comments. So be sure and do that. Uh, And uh, we're going to go to break here. Before we do that, though, Kirsch Insurance Group is another great sponsor of the show. Uh, They are brokers in the Medicare arena. And since the government is involved in this, it's clear as mud. That's why you need a professional to help you. And uh, Kirsch Insurance Group is the place to do that. Their website is ikirsch.com. That's I-K-I-R-S-C-H.com. We're going to go to break. Brad Beckson Studio. Stay tuned. Home ownership and private property rights help you build wealth for you and your family. REMAX Alliance award-winning realtor Karen Levine understands this. Supply is super tight right now. This is why you need a seasoned professional with excellent negotiating skills on your side of the table, whether buying or selling an existing home or buying a new build. As a member of the National Association of Realtors Board of Directors, Karen Levine volunteers hours of her time to help you build your American dream. Call her today at 303-877-7516. Again, that's 303-877-7516. You'd like to get in touch with one of Kim Munson's sponsors, but you can't recall their phone number. Find a full list of advertising partners on Kim's website, kimmunson.com. That's Kim, M-O-N-S-O-N.com. And welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Check out our website. That's KimMunson.com. You can email me at KimMunson.com. And thank you to all of you who support us. In studio with me is my friend Brad Beck. He is a co-founder of Liberty Toastmasters. Uh, highly would recommend that people come as a guest. We're going to be having the Liberty Toastmasters Denver uh, meeting this Saturday, and I think that's going to be at Cobal Library. It isn't is, it? yeah. We had a little change of venue, but uh, we usually meet at the Independence Institute on the first and third Saturday of the month, 
but this time we're meeting at, at the library. Okay. And they can go to our website and see all the information, libertytoastmasters.org, or then come up north to Longmont on the second and fourth Saturday mm-hmm. of the month from 10 to 12. And they're both great clubs. You practice oral communication, leadership skills development, in a fun, friendly environment. We judge people on their enunciation, their body language, how they give a presentation. We never really focus on the content. We do that at lunch where we beat the (laughs) heck out of each other. But it's all about getting better at communicating. Mm -hmm. And people come for public speaking, but they leave better listeners. Absolutely. And I love Liberty Toastmasters Day on the show. And Terry Goon, the president of Liberty North, was in studio last week. And we had, I think it was five of our members commented on table topics we gave them some topics they had two to three minutes to talk about that but my gosh i tell you that show was so rich yeah it was those people are just phenomenal and they've become friends over the years but i always like new people when they come into the club because you know you can see where they are at their comfort level speaking in front of people and you know the people that are going to do great who are observing, and then all of a sudden, little by little, they start gaining some confidence, Mm -hmm. and they're doing table topics, and they do their first speech, and then they start being an evaluator. And next thing you know, they're running for an office in our club, which is fabulous to see people go from fear to being fabulous in public speaking, having that confidence. And and, and you also mentioned another F, and that is friendship. Friendship, yep. Uh, We don't agree on everything, but we become friends. Isn't that amazing you can do that? You can be friends and disagree (laughs) and have lunch. And And have lunch, and yes, yes, it's it's a marvelous thing, and I would highly recommend people join us. This piece that you've written, Your Hands Always Fit a Broom. Brad Beck, I love it. <laughs> well, you know, I'll start at the end of the story because I was at an event with a group of college kids through uh, CCU had a, an event that they, they put on every year. And around the table was a banker and a lawyer and an entrepreneur. And in between all of us was a student. And our job at lunch was to listen to them. And they were asking all kinds of questions about business. It's about business and entrepreneurship. And I was, unfortunately, I thought, last. First, the banker was giving pearls of wisdom about his business and, you know, telling these students what they should do and shouldn't do. And then the entrepreneur and then the lawyer. And they took all the good stuff, I thought. (laughs) And all of a sudden, it just dawned on me. My dad said to me, Bradley, if you have nothing else to do, pick up a broom and sweep. Mm -hmm. And then the banker leaned over after we were done. He said, that is brilliant. He says, I'm going to use that in my business. And I thought, wow, really? But it's true is that we can all do something. And it doesn't matter where you are. I mean, they have this undercover bus, uh, boss show mm-hmm. that's on one of the channels, one of the cable channels. And they're always going to try to find out you know, what's going on in their companies once they reach the height of being the CEO of a company. And you know what? You can always pick up a piece of paper on the floor. Even when nobody's looking, you can clean a bathroom. Mm -hmm. You can add supplies to the supply room. Mm -hmm. You know, nothing should be beneath anybody at any level if you want to really have a well-run business. And so I started to think about that and where we are today with work. And a lot of people are not working today for a couple reasons. One, they're getting the government cheese. Mm -hmm. They're sitting at home waiting for the check. Or they're waiting for that perfect job they went to school for. Mm -hmm. And you know what, folks? There is no perfect job. You make the job. And as I say in the piece, my 
businesses that I've worked for over the years, I always felt that I was an entrepreneur in them. They had the business structure, but I got to decide how I was going to do my job the best, Mm -hmm. given the parameters that I was given, Mm -hmm. given the tools I was given. And more importantly, people aren't paying you or me for our time. They're paying us to think. And that, to me, is something that we're not teaching enough young people. It's not just that you follow the checklist. It's you got to really think about what you're doing and how you're doing it and why you're doing it. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I hear people talking all the time, well, we need a minimum wage. Well, you know what? That precludes a lot of people from work, especially young people who need that first job. And I remember many of my first jobs. I did terrible. I, I, I quit know. many of them. I should have paid their, I should have paid them <laughs> right. because they hired me. Yeah. Right, exactly. So th- this really, this piece I started thinking about is the dignity of work. All work. It doesn't matter what it is. When I travel for business and I'm, you know, in an airport and there's somebody cleaning the bathroom, that's a, a entry-level job in my mind. But yet, you know what? They're doing the best job they can. And I always try to leave them a dollar because... All of a sudden, you get a smile out of them, and they get a little more energy out of their work. Mm-hmm. When you go to stay in a hotel, and you know you put a, a buck on the nightstand for the staff for cleaning your mm-hmm. room. I mean, now mm-hmm. they're trying to say, you know, we'll only clean your room if you if you ask us to do it. A whole other topic, but you know, I'm always conscious of the people who are working to make my day better. Mm-hmm. And whether it's a janitor or whether it's somebody who is providing a service, you know, you think about all the restaurants you go to. They're not your servant. They're serving you, and they're doing the best they can to bring out the food hot, to bring out the coffee hot, whatever it is. And they're there, hopefully, to invest in themselves the best way they can. And so any kind of work, to me, as long as somebody is doing it with intent and doing it to to better themselves, uh, if they don't like their job, there are a lot of jobs out there now. I mean, it's really a buyer's market to any profession or, or career that you want. Well, and for somebody who is motivated, this is a great opportunity because there is such a demand for workers. And and also, because there that's the case, it's very difficult for entrepreneurs, for small businesses to compete with the federal government and their handouts regarding what they pay people because there is there's a, a finite amount of money that, that a... Uh, restaurant can charge for a hamburger at some point in time it would get too expensive but yet they need help to to um you know to help their businesses grow uh, i i find it interesting that people would sit home and take a check and not be out there trying to get that job well you know recently Back last year in July, I was laid off. My company was sold that I worked for for 23 years and uh, loved that job, loved the people, loved the industries I was in, both in the flower and the craft industry, as I say, the creative industries. And I had about four or five, six weeks of all the honeydews and thinking what I was going to do with the rest of my career, my Mm -hmm. life. And I never could take a check. I just could not bring myself to do that. Luckily, I had saved up money. Mm-hmm. And for that rainy day, for that, you know, eventual if something happened, which right. not enough people do. Mm-hmm. And even if it's a couple bucks every week, you got to put some money aside. And I'm fortunate that I 
had done that and taken that time. But I got many phone calls from people, and there were things that I said, no, nah, I'm not really right for that, but I appreciate the mm-hmm. opportunity. And an opportunity came along, and I'm happier and healthier and just enjoying what I'm doing now more than I ever have. Mm-hmm. But it's also the mindset of how you approach what you do for a living. Absolutely. And the other thing I want to share, Kim, that I wrote in this article is you may have gone to school or been in a trade and taught a certain skill, but your skills are transferable. And that's one of the things that I learned when I went to college. I thought, how am I? I went to film school. I mean, how useless can you be, right? And I love film. I love cinema. I love the arts. And I thought, there's no way in sales I'm going to ever use any of those skills. And all of a sudden, it started to dawn on me as I was doing tasks. When I was working for my father in the beginning, wow, that's just like what I used to do over in film school, but it was for a different purpose. But the task itself of getting prepared, of knowing what I want to do to to look at visual merchandising because it stocked a lot of shelves. Mm -hmm. And I learned to love to stock shelves. There's no nothing negative about Mm -hmm. that, because Mm -hmm. if you don't have full shelves, you can't sell anything. And so I got to see the back room. I got to do inventories. I got to interface with all the people that were stocking and bringing stuff in from trucks and unloading. I've unloaded a lot of trucks over the years. And it was a great experience. And I still love doing it. And if somebody says, hey, I need some help, I'm there. You know, take off the tie, take off the coat. And so when people would see me pick up a broom because my dad in the back of my mind was saying, don't just stand there and wait for an order. Go do something. Be of value. And so I would do. I would, you know. Put up my, uh, loosen my tie and take off my sport coat. In the early days, that's what everybody did, you know, back mm-hmm. back when I started. And there was, you know, people were looking at me like, what are you doing? And over time, it was interesting how I got the respect of those people who were doing the day-to-day work. Because they would come up to me and say, hey, man, thanks. Appreciate it. I was really busy. Couldn't do it today. Well, guess what? When I needed a shelf filled for inventory and I couldn't come in at the time and needed to usually come in, it was filled by the time I got there. Brad, what you're talking about is building a relationship for sure. But what I have seen really kind of from the 80s is, and people go to college, go to college, go to college. And then these kids have gotten out of college. We saw through the, the COVID CCP uh, disruption that many people that had gone to college and had all this debt couldn't de- couldn't find the job that they wanted but yet i think in a way we we have for 40 years have kind of again dissed hard work people that worked with their hands i grew up with people that work with, with their hands when your father said your hands fit a broom that is working with your hands and that was really how america was founded and i think that we are finding i'm starting to see people move back to maybe we don't need to have kids take on all this debt and go to these indoctrination uh, universities and colleges that are teaching our kids to hate America and it coming out expecting that they're above doing a job. Uh, I think that this is all changing because, again, we're starting to see uh, a push towards vocational technical schools, which I think is super important, Brad. Absolutely. And I, I love what people like Micro are doing with MicroWorks, uh, the man who does, uh, does the dirty jobs on mm-hmm. TV. I mean, it's just it, promoting those skill sets for HVAC and for plumbing and for electrical and all the trades that are so important. And there's a lot of people that don't want to go to college for whatever reason, 
but they want to learn. They're curious, and they like to work on mm-hmm. cars, or they like to tinker with all kinds of equipment. I think we need to really invest in those kids and those people that really want to take that on as their career. And by the way, they're good-paying careers. They are good-paying <laughs> careers, for sure. Brad Beck, let's go to break. Uh, we're talking about your piece, Your Hands Always Fit a Broom. You can find that at KimMunson.com. Before we go to break, though, Castle Gate Knife and Tool, you talk about entrepreneurs. That is Hal and Linnea Van Herkey. And uh, they have knives from the best playmakers from throughout the world, people that work with their hands. And so whether or not you're a chef or a collector, a sportsman, Castlegate Knife and Tool is the place for you. Check them out at castlegate.com. That's castlegate.com. We'll be right back with Brad Beck. Three Points Financial is a fiduciary financial planning company focused on helping individuals and families. Mary Alpers and Steve Cruz at Three Points Financial specialize in investment strategies, tax planning and preparation, and retirement planning with no product sales or commissions. Tax laws have changed and will continue to change. Inflation is real. Three Points Financial helps you maneuver through these changes to achieve your financial success. For clarity and a solid, relevant financial and investment plan, while working with a company that puts your interests at the forefront, schedule a no-obligation initial consultation at threepointsfinancial.com. That's threepointsfinancial.com. Would you have ever dreamed that freedom of speech, freedom of thought, Freedom of assembly and freedom of religion would be under assault and attack in America? Unbelievably, it is happening right before our eyes. That is why it is important to keep free thinking, independent voices on the airwaves, the internet, and social media. Kim Munson is one of those important voices. Help her keep independence alive. Go to KimMunson.com to contribute to join Kim in the battle of ideas raging in America today. That's Kim Munson, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. Welcome back to the Kim Munson Show. I'm Kim Munson. Check out our website. That's KimMunson.com, M-O-N-S-O-N dot com. You can email me at Kim at KimMunson.com as well. And thank you to all of you who support us. Brad Beck, as I was reading your piece, Your Hands Always Fit a Broom, in some ways we have some parallel parallels <laughs> in our lives. You were a Southern California boy. I'm a Western Kansas farm girl, pretty far apart. You're Jewish. I'm Christian. You know, we have these things that make us different. But your father said your hands will always fit a broom. My father taught me how to sweep. I would sweep the garage almost every weekend because there wasn't a lot of other things to do in Western Kansas at that time. But I took great pride. I can remember stepping back and looking. And so when my kids started their lawn mowing jobs, I said, we're going to learn to sweep the sidewalks, make sure everything looks great. And it was a great learning experience. But then I'm looking at this because my father taught me how to sweep, to use a broom. But your grandfather was in the grocery business, yes? Absolutely, yeah. My maternal grandparents had a grocery store, and he was a butcher. And I'm thinking, how isn't that... Kind of parallel. Well, there, you know, people who came from what we used to call the old country, mm-hmm. you know, they had to fend for themselves and they had to work hard and they had long hours and they saw opportunity. It just looked like work. And <laughs> it was work. And we are so fortunate today. We're almost lazy. I know. Once you become, I will say we are lazy because if the hamburger doesn't cook quick enough, or we don't get our coffee fast enough or whatever we are standing in line, we're impatient. I'm guilty of that. But you know what? 
when you look back and I look at what my grandparents did and how they worked, my one other grandfather was a plumber. There was such pride in mm-hmm. those things. I mean, I remember my grandfather working on uh, milling. It's not milling. What do they call it? With the pipe pipe fitting tools. Okay. And uh, my dad had all his got all his tools when uh, my grandfather passed away, and I was just fascinated by him. I was like, "What does this do?" I know. You know, and and nowadays it's like. You know those things are priceless. I wish I still had. Them. I know, I know. <laughs> but my grand, my other grandfather had uh, grocery stores, and my dad worked at them. So when I started working, and I used to say, "Gosh, you know, I don't want to go stock shelves." You know, I was a snotty little high school kid, mm-hmm. and I would go downtown Los Angeles and drive my car down there, and my dad would be on a two or three week business trip up in the Northwest. While he was gone, somebody had to do what he did all the time to be successful and what he did was unique because he would go in and stock shelves and then take inventory and he would say bradley go in there and do that while i am out of town that's how you're going to earn your keep but think of every can of whatever it was or product that we had at the time representing as a penny in your pocket it was dollars to whoever you were selling to but it was a penny in your pocket as a commission so I thought, oh, man, if I can cram those shelves full of stuff, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a lot of money, mm-hmm. you know, especially back then. So I would work like crazy to do that. And then I would take inventories of product in the back room, and I got to see not only what my dad sold, but what was in there from the competition. Mm-hmm. And I would ask my dad, why do they have this as opposed to our product? My dad would say, that's a great question. Why don't you go find out? And so I learned those skill sets that they don't train you you learn in the Mm -hmm. trenches Mm -hmm. and you learn about interacting with all kinds of people and i would see people that i didn't grow up with but they were working in these warehouses or working at the front counter or out selling and i got to really understand that it was about relationships and that's what business is about is trading value for value it's Mm -hmm. the trader principle Mm -hmm. and if you read the great american classic uh, atlas shrugged it's all about, you know, trading value for value mm-hmm. and the dignity of work and the, the greatness of this country built on those people who had an idea mm-hmm. and they took action mm-hmm. on it. Mm-hmm. And you think of the, quote, robber barons. They weren't robber barons. Uh, John D. Rockefeller single-handedly helped the oil industry grow and help get rid of all the whaling that was happening. It was killing He saved the whales. He saved the whales, but you don't hear about it. He was a robber baron Mm -hmm. or Vanderbilt. Now, you know, a lot of these guys did some things that we would look at today in our eyes as negative. But back at the time, if you look at the time that they lived in, everybody did things in a certain way. And so you have to look at context. And you have to look at what people are trying to do mm-hmm. to better their lives and have human flourishing. Mm-hmm. And today we're so wrapped up in this environmental correctness. Well, I question whether or not it's really correct because people are, are doing things that aren't bettering people's lives. They're making it harder. Right. And we you, once a month we do our health and hydrocarbon show. And we realize the reliable, affordable, efficient, and abundant energy has allowed everyday people to thrive and prosper like never before in the history of, of mankind. Brad Beck, time goes by way too quickly when you're here. We've got about a minute. How do you want to wrap this whole thing up? Well, Kim, I, I found a quote that I like to share with people because by one of my mentors who, who's been around in business for years, Earl Nightingale. And Earl Nightingale said, the opportunity to work is a privilege. The ability to work is priceless. And I think we have to value the dignity of all work and get out there and sweep up America. I mean, it's time to really roll up your sleeves and take action. 
And, and with that, there is also the civic duty that we've talked about with Cain and these other things out here. So, yes, we need to, to roll up our sleeves and we need to do some sweeping, I think, in the political arena. Absolutely. And uh, then also here in America as well. It's always a treat to have you. And as I was looking at quotes, I was thinking of rooms. So we had the street sweeper speech at the beginning of the, the show with Martin Luther King Jr., which I... I I can't believe I didn't know that they were trying to discount him, but they've been trying to discount the founders. And so anybody that advocates for this American idea is under attack right now, but it's an exciting time and you are in the fight. I love it. Okay. Our quote for today then is uh, the fairy godmother from Cinderella. I was thinking Cinderella used a broom, remember? And I love this. Uh, Fairy godmother said, but we have to hurry because even miracles take a little time. So my friends today, be grateful, read great books, think good thoughts, listen to beautiful music, communicate and listen well, live honestly and authentically, strive for high ideals, and like Superman, stand for truth, justice, and the American way. My friends, you are not alone. God bless you, and God bless America. Tell